Hello, welcome to a late... This time again for Buddy Martin. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. But be kind like because he's doing... Day. Is this your first Billy? Sure you can. I don't know. Stronger. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Hey, what if the voice calls while you're gone? Take a message. <laughs> Bye. You ready, champ? I'm ready for this my whole life. I'm incapable of small talk. <laughs> but that's why you love me, right? Kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. And now, here he is, the host. Buddy Martin. Got Strickland here. Got Strickland here. Hi. Got a chance, buddy. Hi, buddy. How are you doing, man? Hello. Well, happy hunting to you. I'm sorry it. I just missed that, Steve. That's okay. We, just, we continue to have productive conversations. That's all yeah, we're doing. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Well, good all luck right. and thank we, you very much. We. Uh, a lot of interest in the job. Yes, <laughs> we'll be. We'll see you soon. Presser tonight. No, no presser tonight, Steve. It's my favorite part. Hi, Dad. Hey, are we on the air? I'm sorry. Yeah, hello. Welcome to a late night dilly dilly. Brendan Martin joining the fray tonight. We're a little bit late. We had to do a few things no, to no, get no, to. No, we're not late. We don't. Oh, okay. Dilly excuse me. We're not late. Never late. It's oh, on when it's on, and those have always been the rules. Mm, interesting. Well, everybody's on, climbing on today. We're glad to see you just ready for us. We, dilly, dilly, we look dilly. forward to uh, Yes, I'm going to give you that in just one second. Uh, before we go into our program lineup tonight and what we're going to do, you're going to be a part of it out there, Gator Nation Kingdom, and we'll start out with – Well, everybody's on. Well, there we go. Now my – Now it's official. Yeah, it's there you official go. show now. Yeah, there you go. That's audio right. from the right. phone. Right. Hello, family. Hello, Jennifer Tyndall. Hello, Nat Blaylock. Hello, everybody. Hello, all you newbies. Some new names I see. Hello, Dilly Dilly to you all. Chris Howe, Dilly Dilly, Tracy Workman, DQ Bulis. Woohoo, Monday night. Welcome to you all. You all know it's your night at CD Farms. Uh, it is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump the goat here. I'm not going to get ahead of the game, but I will let buddy do his show, but I know. Hello, everybody. You got your volume worked out there? Well, I, my vibe's okay. It's just when I try to get the messages, which I can't get, we do the show this way. Uh-huh. I only have one way to get them because I don't get them. But you got to push on that. I make, no, you Hello, push I know up. this. I know all about what you have to do, and I turn it down. I've told you this a thousand times. Thousands of I've turned times. it down every single time, and every it always single. comes on. So there you go. There you go. All right. All, all back right. to other things like the Ooh, program. Lainey Robinson's watching on say, the big screen. I may. I would like to say welcome to the newest member of the elite, Andy Heyman. Thank you, Andy, for your contributions. And you I want to get twice. that in. All right. Um, and you go ahead from there. I'm just saying, Andy paid twice. There you go. He did, because we misplaced the check. But we got it now. Here you are. Dilly dilly, Brendan. Dilly dilly. Like dilly. the shirt. That's old school. That's how I roll. A little old school. How's everyone doing out there? Shots around the table from Robert Colville. Thank you, CD Farms, from Kevin A. Zeminski Sr., John Enrico, what up? That was fun seeing John there this weekend. Jennifer Lay, Dilly Dilly, Andy, and welcome. Logan Fleming, I don't think I know that name. Dilly Dilly from Texas to the GNK. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of GNK. Somehow I've lost control of the show. Have I ever had control? Deep in the heart of GNK. Apologize for that, folks. Uh, listen, I want to get across. We, we talked about all afternoon um, on our chat about what a wonderful weekend we had. going to give you a chance to weigh in. The subject today is where did the weekend, where did the Saturday register with you on the fun meter? That's everybody's question. And that means everything, a total experience, not just the wonderful tailgate, which we all know about. Thank you we, to Bubba and all the gang. Bubba's watching. He's on work tonight. He's at the fire station. What's up, Bubba? What's Tell up, everybody. brother, Bubba? Uh, and all the good things. But this program is for everybody, uh, including the members of the Gator Nation Kingdom and some who are not, who like to watch, and that's fine. We welcome you. And I'm so impressed with the job Lynn Tillman did at Brendan. 
of bringing this thing to, to a peak on Saturday. And I'm not going to get into too many accolades because I start getting effusive and I'm not going to do that. We've done that on by on, we've done that all weekend. So now we're going to do the show. But again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Great job, everybody, including Brendan, Bubba. I could go on, Chad, just everybody, just fabulous job. It was a good time. Now the question on the floor is, what was the experience like for you on a scale of one to the fun meter? Because that's what it was about. Um, Brendan says no sound. Do you mean Richie? Do you mean somebody says no sound? Who's David Baldoff. David Baldoff says I don't know. David seems to have problems. David, is you, is that, who's having sound problems? David says he's having sound problems, but I don't believe anybody else is. Well, David uh, Waters says my singing was as good as the tailgate. Awesome, I, uh, David. I think you. I'm guessing think we're doing fine. I think David said to make it a test. Oh, bless you, David. If, if, if Baldoff, if you have no sound, I think you need to turn your deal up. Everyone else have okay. sound issues? Let us know. We'll keep going otherwise. All right, David Soderquist, Fun Meter 10. Amanda gives it a 10. So Soderquist, they had a big time, including when you had to go home and we went to World of Air after about 30 people showed up there. Bubba says sounds good. So, David, stop saying that, will you? David, there's it's a your, volume control your on your computer. Call volume up and down. Come on, bud, you're better oh, than that. This is your first uh, dilly dilly? Uh, so, yeah, we're still off. We can bust Comments your... are coming in right and left. Uh, I left Gainesville with a new family. Richie, Fun Meter, there's no number that high. Uh, Chad Rich, sound good here. Lisa Murray, so much fun. Great experience. Nat Blaylock, it was fun. It needed to be. Claire Autry, we can hear you. David Hunter, I got sound. So this is coming in. Brian Ferris, a scale of 1 of 10. It was a 1 0 0 0 0 0. Uh, hi, Bubba. It's a great job. Sorry I couldn't make it. Sarah Woodroff Williams, Judge Woodroff Williams is watching. Brendan, your friend uh, of mine. Was a good friend of ours, by the way, yeah. Judge Woodroff Williams. Her daughter was our intern, my yeah, intern. Yeah, daughter intern and, uh, and very good friend and really great person of the community. Check out her page, by the way. Vote for Sarah Ritterhoff-Williams. All right, anyway, Lynn Tindall says the game was just a bonus. And Robert Robert Cobo, it was a blast from the start to finish. Uh, yeah, okay, thank you, David. False alarm, crying wolf. Thank uh, you, Jennifer Lake says the best weekend of my life. Whoa, man. Did I say dilly-dilly uh, that right there? Yeah. Whoa, dilly dilly. So thanks for your great comments. We'll get back to them in a minute. I want to just cover a couple of things before we get started on the program today. Uh, we, we don't, we're going to get your comments. You're going to be playing part of this. We can't answer them right away, but we'll get to them eventually. Uh, I wanted to say that uh, I don't know the official winner, Brendan, of the Pack the Swamp, Pack the Pub contest, which we had at World of Beer. We'll know on Wednesday night, but the official uh, Orange and Blue game is, I believe, 53,015. We're going to double-check that number. One of the tricks of the trade in the business like, I felt like it was just way more than that, didn't you? You didn't feel that way? I thought But anyway, that's okay. It doesn't matter. That's what they're giving out. It's the, it's the announced attendance. And here's the trick. Notice the numbers. 53015. 15. What does that tell you? I don't know what that tells you. What does that tell me? That's Tim Tebow's number. And, and there's a tr- number. I thought we had this discussion. A lot of, well, yeah, yours too. Uh, the, uh, I forget it's about your number. Um, it's always about and, me, and everything. To get the point across of the is that Norm Carlson started this 40 years ago where he would announce the crowd always ended in the number of the favorite player. Steve, there were a lot of 11s back in his days. If you watch the number, the number often will be announced and quite often when it's estimated, there'll be a number of a player. So 15 was there for a reason. Did you okay? see the picture that I posted on the Buddy Martin show of the picture from the field looking up? Yeah, we're going to show that later. Can we do that? You want to show it now or later? Uh, just a minute. Let me get these figures okay. out. Then you can all show right. all right. I'm try- trying to play nice with you, you know, because, you know, you seem like well, we've uh, had a long weekend. So you know. There is a show to do here, and I'm trying to get to it. But anyway, the point is, is that there's other spring game announcements, estimated crowds. Clemson, 50,000. Texas A&M, 48,000. Ohio State, 48,803. Losers. Okay? So there you have. Losers. Uh, so basically, that's, uh, and that, you know, let's not make too much out of it, except yeah, that we said, because the big Mullen thing, and there were three points he was trying to make. Okay? And then we'll go on to the next thing. I'm going to let you show the photo. And um, Lynn. What did <laughs> Lynn say? Nothing. I don't want to get into it. There's somebody that I don't want to talk about. Uh, oh. you, nothing. And Lynn, you and Lynn are big buddies now. 
It's nothing to do you with got, Lynn. Just because you and Fred, Lynn are big Lynn friends And now. I had dinner with Lynn, okay? It's nothing to do with Lynn. It's a person's name. Anyway, here are the goals. Revive the fan base, Mullen wanted to do. I think that's on its way. Check. Number two, Ding. see the players under game-like conditions and teaching them fundamentals. Check. Check. Three, have fun and show the recruits how much fun it can be for them. Check, check, check. check. I'm showing yeah. a picture of the stadium right now, that picture. That's what okay. everyone's looking at. I can't see it. So, well, that's all right. I'm uh, letting you know. This is good. All right, TV. go ahead. Just just, know. You keep talking. You know, I'll follow along with you, Dilly. I, I'm watching it on my phone. I can't see it on my well, screen. Well, you're but, slightly delayed. So. Anyway, the deal is that um, if I can keep my focus just a little bit longer, uh, we're going to get to the to the thing people want to talk about, which is the quarterbacks. Bubba and I have a disagreement about it, uh, and we'll talk about that later. Uh, and uh, we will discuss what happened. But the quarterback battle as much as we may out of it, was really not the most important thing. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why later. It wasn't the most important thing. No. Uh, so th- th- everybody wants to talk about it. And tonight we're discussing the whole experience because, let's be honest, one of the things that the college football and particularly the SEC and Florida have to fix, remember this now, is the game day experience. Because people are staying away from games everywhere. Take a look at some of the stands and around the SEC, the powerful SEC. You see vacant spots. Why? Let me tell you why. It's not fun. Sometimes it's hot. The, exp- the tickets are prohibitive. The parking's out of sight. The food is ridiculous. Ten, ten bucks for a beer, whatever it may be. And you say, I can sit home in my house and watch it free on, you know, in my big screen and have a cold one and switch the channel if it's a bad game or whatever. Besides, my phone doesn't work when I'm out there. So they've got to fix this. They've been working on this for a long time. What we did on Saturday, Brendan, is precisely what University of Florida needs more of, which was a gator tailgate. And it was it was fun. It was meaningful. And it wasn't even about the game. Some people didn't even go in the game. They came to the party. So it's about the party around it, the festival, and you better speak to the issues of the people or they'll stay home. So listen up, University of Florida. You better start getting it right or you're going to have vacant seats. We're doing our part. As I said today, they should be sending limos for people from the Nation Kingdom. We're making it happen. Good job. All right? He's sending limos to you, the king. You're the one who started. We're late getting a hold of our friend Graham. So let's give him a quick call if we can. Yeah. He's going to tell us about the recruit. I'm going to call this number that you gave me. That's what I'm going to call. Right? Whatever. You can, you can put it on Skype, and it should come up. You can get a picture or a phone call, either one, which you want to do. We'll see. I'm All right. Get, I'm going to call. Uh, I'm just going to call what you gave me. That's all. That's where I'm going. All right. And, uh, all right. So if you're listening, Graham, we're coming at you right now. Graham works for the uh, Gainesville Sun. Um, Graham is, uh, covers a lot of different aspects of the uh, – it covers a lot of the recruiting stuff, what have you. He's very uh, on top of things. I want to get his take. Zach Albavardi had a story about how the recruits reacted, what they thought about it, especially the IMG Academy team. Um, And so there's some five stars out there, four stars running around, some names Bubba knows, I'm sure. Um, And so uh, I think think that that this this was the show for them, too. I'm looking at this. I'm thinking this. Let's see how you react to this. When I first saw – the ball thrown down the field and a guy with no helmet come on the field and catch it for a touchdown. I didn't get it the first 30 seconds. I said, Oh, okay. I know what this is. And how many of you thought the the same thing when a guy goes on the field without a helmet, catches the ball scores and looks like he's about 50 pounds overweight. And you say, who is that guy was number four, Lawrence Wright. We found out later on the other hand was Travis McGriff. That's an old Steve Spurrier trick. Okay. He did that at South Carolina, and he even had Don Staley, the women's basketball coach, catch a pass like that. It's called the bench play. They don't go on the field. They run over there to catch it. And then what, what happened after that did kind of surprise me. I see, I, I see Franks punt the ball in the stands. I thought, well, what is he doing? The coaches are going to go crazy. Then he hops up on the back of one of his players, and he, he piggybacks him off the field. And uh, I think, okay, this is all choreographed. This is all good. This is what Dan Mullen wants to say. You worked hard. You got here. 
Let's have fun. Let's show the recruits we can have fun, and let's make football fun again. And I think it worked. What do you think? Uh, I think, too. And while I'm doing this, why don't you try him on your Skype? Because you can actually call him, and it will Skype through me. So I'll do that because I have some things to say about it as well. And my, my point, so go ahead and call him on your Skype right there. I had a call, buddy. Um, my point is this, is that I read everything over the week, and I looked at every – or the week. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. Uh, over the last 24 hours. And my my feeling is this. I think if you ingested the game on television, um, you had a different experience than those of us that were there. I think if you were in the stadium and you were seeing what was going on and you were feeling, you know, what the point, you know, was of having the fun, enjoying, uh, you know, coming off a, a dismal season, uh, a dismal coaching situation, a dismal player situation with all the things that happened with the suspensions and everything that had gone down. Mullen, I think, just wanted to have some fun in the swamp again and bring a little fun back to the swamp. And I think if you saw that and you just watched it on TV and you saw the made-for-TV part of this, I think you might have had just a little bit of a different experience. I just don't feel like it's the same thing. So I, 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 no, I, I listened to the podcast of Gators Breakdown, a couple other things of people talking about it. And, you know, I just, you know, it's different when you're there. So that's my take on it. I'm trying to see if we have Graham, if Graham is there. Hey, Brendan, how you doing? Oh, hey, Graham, uh, how are you, buddy? How's it going? Hey, buddy, good seeing you, man. How you Hello, doing? Graham. Sorry we were getting a little late getting to you there, buddy. No Graham Paul Gainesville. We were just discussing uh, the whole scene on Saturday, including the fact that uh, Mullen went out his way to make it fun. And the whole thing with, uh, obviously, the – off the bench play, which Steve Furrier made famous at spring games. Lawrence Wright catching the pass for a touchdown off the bench. Not really, but sort of. I counted on the scoreboard. Uh, and, and then Travis McGriff uh, on the other end. And then the punting of the ball in the stands. And then the piggyback ride back to the bench. All choreographed. And uh, at first I thought, what is going on? I said, oh, I get it. They're just going to have fun. It's okay. What did you? What happened when you saw that? Yeah, well, I think – you pretty much nailed it right there on the head. I think that this was about letting the team have a little bit of fun, especially when they took the last four months very seriously in the weight room and in spring practice. They worked very, very hard, and this was not trying to be another practice for them. It was kind of a victory lap of sorts. Uh, that's why you got to see Franks you know, go out on a football field and have some fun again, which we he didn't really get to do a lot last season. A lot of that was his own fault, and a lot of it was just you know the entire wrap-up of Florida season. He was part of that. It wasn't a very fun season, so I think a lot of these guys needed to go out there and know what it felt like to have fun on the football field again. Um, I think another thing about it is uh, Dan Mullen gets that you have to embrace a lot of the Florida tradition and the passes to Lawrence Wright and Travis McGriff. You see some Gator fans out there being like, oh, why would they catch those, count those touchdowns? Uh, this That takes away from the seriousness of the game. It's a game that doesn't count anyway, so it's good for the fans to have some fun stuff, a little bit of a throwback, uh, letting the guys air it out a little bit, let Felipe Franks have a 60-yard run, even if he was touched. Uh, I think a lot of that is the whole spring game vibe, and let them get it out of their system so they're not doing duck-duck-goose during the actual regular season. <laughs> that, was, that was really I thought that was kind of fun, actually. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I thought that was, was a all fun thing. But is anyone scared of a team that's, you know, celebrating after a touchdown and then goes around running around playing duck, duck, goose? Probably not. But it's kind of funny for some of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Can yeah I, actually, Graham, I have a question. I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, you know, uh, there's an older generation of fans, a younger generation of fans. I, you know, I, I think you got to speak to the younger generation of recruits a little bit. I was on the sideline. I, I, you, know, you were the press box. You know, I was standing next to a lot of recruits. You obviously talked to a lot of guys. You know, my take on it, you know, we had we had a poster come in and say, oh, it was corny, it was cheesy. And, and I said, well, your experience watching it on TV and your experience being in the, in the swamp, I think, were two different experiences. I think if you watch the game, if you watch whatever it was on TV, you didn't have that, you know, the, the vibe. You didn't get the sense of what was going on. And when I'm standing next to these recruits in the sideline, no, I didn't hear corny one time. I didn't hear anything. I, I heard, man, that's cool. Hey, this is different. You know, you know, he, he kind of speaking to this different, you know, to a younger, you know, generation. And maybe some people don't get that, but I always felt like Mullen always understood that. Even when I covered him back in 08, and I, I always felt he, he, he got that younger vibe a little bit more. Would you agree or disagree? Definitely, I agree with that. And I know that you were uh, rightfully going on, buddy, about the stadium not being packed and, you know, not selling out games and not getting the game atmosphere right. But the people who were at the game, 
were, were cheering those Travis McGriff, Lawrence Wright touchdowns right. uh, because many of them got what it meant to those guys to embrace the younger generation. I think it was very symbolic when he just had a coach in Jim McElwain over the last four years who kind of was a little bit of a rebel without a cause, so to speak, and, and oh, he was Mr. Fine. his own way and <laughs> shunning Steve Spurrier and not inviting former players back and, and declaring championships before he'd ever set foot on a field or been to Gainesville or seen what it's like to be a head coach in the SEC. Uh, I think Dan Mullen getting the young, the, you know, the, the younger crowd involved and being able to realize that uh, get them to realize that we have to embrace the, you know, the guys who had been here before us because they made it possible for us to play in such a great place and uh, for a program with such so much esteem. I think Dan Mullen absolutely gets that. And, and that seemed to resonate with the recruits. And if it resonates with 16, 17 year old kids, how can, you know, the average Florida fan not realize that it wasn't about, uh, a gimmick having Travis McGriff and Lawrence Wright catch touchdown passes. It was about understanding that, you know, we wouldn't be here doing this today if it weren't for those teams. Yeah. And that's why if, if you're watching at home, you probably were expecting an actual Florida football game, but that was not the entire vibe that was being given off of the spring game. And it was all about kind of a victory lap and about having fun. And I think that was just another part of it. Anyone complaining is, is getting a little too worked up. Can, can hey, I, and, 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 I, I, you know, go ahead, buddy. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brent. You got a point. Go well, ahead. I just, you know, to your point, it's, you know, it's about having fun. But I always felt there could have been a little strategy there. I mean, everybody wanted to see what was going on with the quarterbacks and everyone wanted to see all this high-powered stuff. Why tip your hand? I mean, you got everyone guessing right now. I mean, we were talking Trask and Franks, and we didn't hear about Emory Jones. And Emory Jones came out and had, you know, a pretty decent couple of throws, a couple of touchdowns. You know what I mean? He And so, so now a lot of people are wondering – you know, what's going on with the quarterback situation in Florida? What to expect? You know, I mean, it's not like going to make it a huge guessing game. But it definitely, I felt like a little bit of strategy. Am I, am I off base there? No, I think it's pretty, you know, it was pretty up to par what we'd gotten the entire spring out of them. Uh, Florida opened up three of the first six practices to media and fans alike. We got more coverage than we had seen the entire four years under McIlwain. But then in the second to third week of practice, when they start putting in those installs and actually getting in a serious game plan, they closed off all practices to media, anyone. They didn't have any faculty out there, which is pretty much what the spring game was about. It was, we're going to show you what kind of talent we have, but we're not going to show you anything of our 3-4 defense and what offense we're putting in. Where they, you know, It was showing them just enough, and that was pretty much what had gone on the entire spring. So I wasn't very surprised that they did that in that regard. And I actually think you got to give a lot of credit to, to – Dan Mullen for actually being able to put on a game that had some intriguing elements. Because if you think back five years ago, Will Muschamp couldn't even do a game because they didn't have enough offensive linemen who were healthy. So I think that it was, you know, the big thing is that we actually got to see some pretty competitive football, even if there were a few gimmick plays thrown in. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well said. Uh, I wanted to talk for a second about some of these. Uh, I know your, your pal there, uh, Zach wrote an article about some of the IMG Academy players. Uh, and according to what he said, uh, the, the, the guys like uh, uh, Nolan Smith, the second, uh, Trey Saunders, Sanders, and, and uh, Noah Kane were all impressed. Sanders said, this is my third time coming up in four weeks, and Coach Mullen has changed his place all around. Ever since Coach Mullen's gotten here, I can see a whole difference in the staff and everything. I just like the vibe up here. I think that might that probably sums it up, the vibe. Did you talk to any of those players, and what was your take? I talked to Trey also, and, and this is the third time, like you said, I've been on campus in the last four weeks, the, the second time in six days, actually. IMG Academy brought up pretty much their entire team last weekend, April 6th, which is, if you know anything about the relationship between UF and IMG Academy, uh, it's pretty big to get those guys in there because a lot of the administration leans heavily towards FSU and Miami, and Florida has been kind of on the outside looking mm -hmm. in. So to get all those players and this isn't just an in-state school. This is a football powerhouse around right. the country where guys right. come from all over if they want to be at the next level because they know that being at IMG Academy alone will get them recognition. Right. Trey Sanders is, a, is the top running back in my book and 24-7 sports in this class. His mom grew up a Gator fan. There's honestly no reason that he shouldn't have been kind of locked up earlier knowing mm -hmm. that uh, the previous staff really just didn't prioritize his recruitment or keep up with him very right. much. Um, and that's kind of inexcusable. So now Florida is actually doing this. Uh, catch-up game, so to speak, where they're finding ways, and they are taking a shortcut. Uh, they they took his older brother, Umstead Sanders, as a JUCO walk-on who will be eligible to play this season. Mm -hmm. um, and and when we talked to Trey, Trey said 
you know, I've actually always wanted to go to college and play with my brother. And so the signs are there. If Florida can get this guy, I think it's we're going to kind of see what we saw in, in July last season right. when they Jacob Copeland and they got Matt Corral and they got Jamar Chase. And I think that once you get a guy like Trey Sanders in the class, this whole thing is going to fill up very, very quickly because he's an absolute workhorse and, a, and, a, and a, <laughs> an absolute dog that if they get him in this class – there's going to be a lot of guys from around the country who will want to come and play with him alone. Right, Graham Hall from up in Gainesville. He's right to the Gainesville Sun, does a little bit of blogging on his own, stays on top of the situation uh, very well. And um, I, I wanted to say that um, I don't think it was just about the quarterback battle. And this is my take on that and see if I'm wrong. I, I said earlier it's more important to revive the fan base, see the players in game-like conditions, teach them fundamentals and have fun and show recruits. And then came the quarterback thing, and I'll tell you why. It's not going to change. It's going to be the same when they open fall camp. Nobody's going to win the job in spring, and you can make a case for both. I'm gonna, Bubba and I disagree. Bubba's all about Trask. He thinks he's clearly got the lead. I don't agree. I, don't I, I think either. I think that to me uh, that Felipe, uh, he didn't play great, but he has a skill level, and you couldn't see it there because you didn't have game-like conditions. But I'm going to make a prediction. I told Bubba, this is what I say. You can't count this kid out. He at least is going to hold the job maybe until until Emory Jones gets ready to play, if he does play at all. Right now there are two quarterbacks. They're going to play two quarterbacks like he's done at Mississippi State. I asked Brady this question last week. He says he played two at Mississippi State. He'll probably play two here. But when you got a big guy like that who can run and throw, you know, you can't just dismiss him because, you know, okay, Trask looks better in the pocket. He's got quieter feet. He throws a better medium and short ball. But the guy who's got the wheels, who can turn a play, a running play into a big play, as we've seen, he's a, he's fast for a big guy like that. You can't say, oh, he was lousy last year. He was a freshman, redshirt freshman. And I'm not saying he's the answer, but people who are just saying, oh, Trask is definitely the guy. I don't get that at all. Am I wrong? No, I think you're pretty spot on, if, especially looking back at Mullen's entire career, 13 years uh, since he got to Florida. He's always wanted to play two quarterbacks. Remember Tim Tebow, Chris Leak? I don't think any Florida fan can forget that, how he used Tim Tebow in freshman situations, goal line situations, um, <laughs> used their skill set to the best. And, and right? you can think about him with Henry Jones. He's been scouting Emory Jones for four years. I think that he envisions what Emory Jones is going to be best at. And I think the best way of getting his feet wet rather than being thrown into the fire uh, in, to start a game is to get him into some game time situations, see how he can deal with the pressure and then expand that from there. Um, I do think that Felipe Frank still is the leader at quarterback uh, just because when you look at Mullen's offense, you need a guy who can be able to be at least a threat to run the ball. And that's not Kyle Trask. Uh, Kyle Trask at Manville in, in Texas uh, was a, a backup quarterback when they had a dual threat system. And there was a reason that he didn't really play. It's because he cannot make plays with his feet. Now he's a good pocket passer. He senses pressure. Well, you could see that he threw over the middle of the field. Well, he threw a great pass to Tyree Cleveland off his back shoulder. There are things that he does well, but Felipe Franks is, is more capable of running Mullins offense. He's better with his feet. I know that he's not an ideal running quarterback, but he can at least uh, sense pressure and take off. Um, I don't think that's Kyle Trask, but Coming into spring, I was a little bit concerned that this game, this, that the gig would be kind of handed to Franks right away because there's not much more competition on the roster. Kyle Trask made it a lot more competitive than I thought he would, and, and that's really what you need with a quarterback, a guy who could theoretically take the job away from someone else that both quarterbacks are pushed. And I think that if once it was clear that Emory Jones wasn't going to be that guy in spring, they needed a guy like Kyle Trask to push Felipe Franks, and I think that's what happened, and they need to make sure that keeps happening in summer because otherwise he's going to get complacent and that's going to hurt his progress. And that's my biggest worry about him right now is that he's, he's not looking over his shoulder because Kyle Trask is able to be a quarterback. If Felipe Franks does not pick up the things, especially mentally that he's shown that he can do. All right. Good stuff as always, Graham. And thanks, and thanks for coming on. We will get up, catch up again soon. Uh, by the way, I think Laura, Laura, I want to call her Bikina because that's what I do. Laura Rutledge will be on tomorrow night and uh, wow. we'll have a chance to talk to her. So awesome. uh, thank you very much, uh, and we'll talk to you again later in a couple of days. Thanks, Thanks Graham. Hey, I look forward to meeting you sometime. Uh, we have a yeah, likewise. Yeah. I was a little upset I couldn't make it out of the tailgate. I, they had me covering lacrosse in the yeah, morning. Well, you uh, got to work. There's a lot going on. I, I had a doubleheader baseball, lacrosse, football. I was doing the softball game Friday night. And yeah, it was a busy time. No short action. Two sweeps, yeah. though, so 
All right, I'll take you. Thanks, Graham. Be Thanks, good. Graham. Thank you. Yep. Brendan Martin hiding in the dark, so you, you can't see him. And what do you mean? I'm not hiding in the dark. We don't see you. We can't I see, see you me. fine. You just don't see me. You see me, and we don't see you. Yes. So you don't. Who says who? Okay. Because I'm looking he, at it on Facebook, and I see it. Okay. Well, there you go. Listen, while you do that, while you get a hold of friends, I'm going to read something. I can't read everybody's thing, but the one guy I want to read is our fun, friend Joy Link Brayer. Because Joy, Joy just did a fabulous job. Everybody did, but he was special to it's us. It's hard to call out anybody because everyone works so hard. I got it. But this is one personal match that he can't be on tonight. He has his big bowling match. He sold T-shirts. He went and got in parked cars. Everybody did great. I could go on the roster. But I'm going to take an exception since this is my, my show. I'm going to read this while you call friends. And he says, my orange and blue experience was unique, starting off with meeting all of you, etc. Talking about driving Terry Bradshaw's car, assisting Miss Joni, being keeper of the shirts, which he did. Uh, by the way, we sold about 30 and gave away about 30. Tom Schmidt's personal beer guy. Now, that I didn't know. That's got to stop. Tom what? Schmidt's. Tom yeah. Schmidt's has a beer guy? He did it for him. Joey McBrary. He said. Um, Joey, we got to talk, buddy. Yeah, yeah we got to get that worked out, man. Having a few moments with Buddy on the Facebook Live show, which he did a good job on, all the way to the end of the tailgate where myself and Chaz Rich, Chad Rich, hung out and had a few moments together. It was quite eventful. Watched back the Orange and Blue game on Sunday morning. He went, he packed up, packed the cards, and went home. I think our running attack will be spectacular. Our wide receivers missed some easy catches. Well, I'll, I'll let you know, but I will know Billy G will get them ready. Middle of the defense is questionable. Defensive tackle, linebacker were suspect at times. Lots of work on the sorting out to do this fall, but I'm more excited today than I ever was this time last year. I know that I had a lot to do, had a lot to do with Dan being hired, but I think this group has reignited a deeper passion for UF sports than I've ever known. Thank you for all you for making this possible. Go Gators. I mean, it's part of the late night dilly dilly. I bowl Monday nights and won't be there till after 930. So hopefully he's on. Enjoy. All right. Just a little word there. So we're going to talk to France. Hi, so France. there you have it. I believe Francis Sears. Francis, France Beard is on the line. Is that correct? I think so. Hi, France. We hear you. I, we just don't see you yet. Oh, there you are. Hi, France. You guys. I don't know. How are you? Are we see you now? How are you, France? Dilly dilly. What's up, Francis? Dilly dilly to you. How's it going? Well, man? you were there, man. You saw it. You were at the party and the whole nine yards. You were rocking out, man. It was a fun time. We should do this more often. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. And uh, a lot of conversation tonight already about the experience. And I made this point, and I'll repeat it and get your reaction. Is And we had this discussion on the radio show. You've been doing a show with me a long time. And that is that they've got to make the, the game day experience more fun because people are staying home by the droves. And everybody's got to work on this. They have to have it. And it's not just the football game itself, because you can go watch a football game on TV and, 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 the, and it's cool air conditioning. It's got to be better. Got to have a place where phones can work, where people can get to bathrooms, where you can have to pay 15 bucks for a beer, where you can get a place to park and not pay a million dollars for tickets. The whole thing has got to be fixed because there are large droves, a lot of students staying away from games all over the SEC. The SEC, which is the premier conference in the in the country, and so they got to fix it. And one way day the way to fix it is to have small groups like, ready, Gator Nation Kingdom, because friends, you were there in the tent, you saw it, you felt it, you saw these people were so passionate about the Gators. Now they're talking. Richie's already started talking to uh, David about buying season tickets and coming to the games. I mean, my gosh, we're delivering, we're hand delivering people to them. They should be, I told Brendan, sending limos for our people. Well, one thing that's definitely got to happen is the University of Florida, just like every single school in the Southeastern Conference, that's paying its coaches millions upon millions of dollars. Um, and then going out there and building these Taj Mahals uh, of first facility. Now, Granted, we talked about it. You gotta, you got to have good facilities. You know, having a barber shop in there, having some of these other things in there, I, I, I question. You know, it, certainly it, it it lures the kids in, but at some point in time, the people who pay the freight get priced out of the action, and, and we're very, very, very close to this. All right, friends. Speaking of people that pay the freight. 
we got to mention our sponsor or two or three. Right now, I'm going to tell you about CD Farms. If we got that picture Brendan likes of that cow to put up, we'll do that while we're telling you about our sponsor, Late Night Dilly Dilly. Of course, uh, Tracy and Chris DeCubulus were there. They had a great time. There's pictures posted of them online as evidence. Um, and uh, we talk about their food. Uh, they're, they're obviously, their, their vegetables are, are to die for. Uh, I don't mean that literally, and they're great. Uh, of course, you get beef, produce, et cetera. And uh, we, I talked to Chris at the kale gate. We had a nice picture made together and Tracy. Uh, and we decided that we're going to have to get out there this summer and go by the farm. And not only just purchase some some vegetables and some eggs and whatever, but just see that spread, Brendan, and check it out. They will take Stella out there and see what it's really like. So the folks out there, uh, uh, that one night let's he said, let, "Let's do let's do a show from there." Well, I have to have you have to have internet or strong internet. It can't be just average. But hey, if he can get that, we might do it. But uh, anyway, so so uh, one night uh, I got a text. From Chris saying, this evening we're enjoying cube steaks from a CD farm steer, as well as big screens and turnips, mustard, and Swiss chard grown right here on the farm. If people would like to order fresh vegetables or talk to us about raising the steer or hog for your freezer, let us know. We can make arrangements to deliver. Email address, and Ren, you don't have it there. I have it here, but I can't put it up. Is uh, cdfarmsflorida at gmail.com. Uh, the number is, if you write this down, 352. Somebody punch it up on the on the if you will, on the on the uh, uh, the notes, see it's three five two four four three five three three eight five five three eight three five two four four three five five three eight. Jennifer, you're there. Put that number up for people to know. Call CD Farms and find out. Go and like their Facebook page, CD Farms Florida. Uh, they're trying to get 100, 500 likes. They're on their way toward that. And the good folks there at CD Farms are sponsors of this program. They're also members of our group. No, Brendan, you don't want me to do too many at one time, but I do got to go tell people about Center State Bank real fast. Uh, don't forget, they're our Tuesday sponsor. I'll give you a condensed version of this. Um, and their motto, Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service. Thanks to Tom Ingram and their crew over there. Uh, used to be Gateway Bank. Uh, now it's a very fine community bank called Center State. I uh, like your core values, which are being locally driven in the marketplace, the long-term horizon, world-class service, and most of all, relationship banking, which I think is what we all want out of our bankers. So check them out. Go online uh, to centerstatebank.com. Uh, they are, have, they're all over Florida. This, they're one of the biggest in the state of Florida, uh, and they have 82 locations in 30 Florida counties, including Lachaway and Marion. Check them out, Center State Bank. My lump bank is located at Silver Spring Boulevard. My telephone number here is 352-368-6800. Thanks to the folks at um, Center State Bank. Center State Bank, centered on community and customer service. Also, Daniel Hightower, we'll tell you about that later. All right, France. On the fun meter, how much fun was it on Saturday? Well, the pregame was just a ton of It was just lots of fun. It was great to be able to see live faces and hear live voices with all these people that that we talked to or sent, they sent us messages, et cetera, like that. And, and what a great thing. And what made it really good to me was hearing the perspective from so many people. Um, I, I think that one of the things Scott Strickland really and truly needs to do is he needs to get out to these tailgates and he needs to talk to people and find out the depth of the disconnect that has been going on for so many years at the University of Florida with, with its football program. Uh, not so much, I can say, with basketball and the other sports because uh, it's so much more accessible and the prices are within reason. But football has been tremendously inaccessible. You can't get good stories about players. Everything you get is is uh, shared by the same few writers, and, and the number of writers is dwindling every year. Fewer and fewer cover the Gators. Um, I, I think that he needs to sit down, not sit down, he needs to walk around and take time and come to a tailgate like the one we had. And listen to people and find out what is the reason for your disconnect. Why is it that you have felt estranged 
from a football program that you obviously love so much? Uh, I think these are, re- are are legitimate questions, and I think they need to be asked. It would be easy for him over at our tent because we are connect reconnecting, and our fans are and our our members are reconnecting. And, just a bunch of good people doing good things, and and you can feel that vibe in that tent. And uh, we I have reach... folks who want to come back. They truly. Right. Want oh yeah. To no, they're talking back. about buying tickets. Some of them come. I already talking about buying tickets. Let me get to the Brendan's conference. Well, Brendan's on the sideline. And I want to bring him in for a second. Yeah. To discuss the atmosphere on the sideline, and, and the atmosphere at the press box, and then friends, uh, your take on it from your perspective, the feeling. I had more people walk up to me than I've ever had at a ball game. And tell me how much they love the show. Well, France, I've been there a few times to Florida Field, as you know. <laughs> I've written a few things and said a few things over the years about it, and I've you know written some books, whatever. But I've never been. And it's not important for me to be recognized. It's just they showed a pre, they wanted to show appreciation. Uh, they said we can't get this in Jacksonville. We're so glad. I hope they're listening tonight. One of them was named Kristen Franklin, Kristen or Kristen. She was so thrilled we mentioned her name last week. But anyway, the people are grateful. These are fans that Scott. Uh, Ought to, Strickland ought to be uh, easy sells because they love the Gators and they love what things are happening and they're positive. So, Brendan, your take was that you thought it was a lot better experience in person than it was on TV. Well, I, 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 first of all, I, I, I'm a TV person. I, I worked 15 years in TV trucks and did plenty of college football games and did plenty of spring games and all that kind of stuff. And I can tell you right now, always the experience – at the stadium is a better experience than it is on TV because you don't feel the electricity of the stadium. I, I, I mean, I don't care how 4K, 8K it gets and how many cameras you put in there and we start flying drones and space aliens and all sorts of stuff and everything else we could ever want. It's still not going to be better than the experience being at the game. And, you know, when, when you're not only at the game, but when you're on the sideline, I know you're at the game, but you're on the sideline, but you're at the sideline at the game at the swamp. There is a different experience that you see, and so when I was, I purposely you know walked around all over you know the stadium and, and, and uh, to, to just kind of get the vibe. And I can tell you, it was a very electric feeling that I hadn't ha- felt in the swamp for many years. Um, granted, I hadn't been there as many times as I used to, but it was a it was an electric feeling. And then right in that corner, friends, you know what I'm talking about, right in the bomb where they put the recruits in the front seat in the end zone, south end zone. That's where they all hang out, and that's where all the former players come, and everyone. That's that you know, they all congregate there. Uh, and I just saw smiling faces and guys that wanted to be a Gator. I saw guys that wanted to come play for that team because, in a lot of sense, he get it's like that pro set mentality. You know, we're going to go out there and have a good time. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to be a part of something uh, uh, different. And, and and he's got to change a lot of mentality, a lot of old mindset he knows what the swamp's about he knows you can't win unless you have fun and he's trying to put the fun back to into a pretty dismal team that got beat up emotionally got beat up uh uh uh, with their old coach you know didn't get the training that they needed didn't get you know he he probably kicked the crap out of him this spring and he wanted to give him a good way to send him off to have a good taste in their mouth before they go. So I felt on the sideline when they're feeling the crowd there, looking up, seeing the picture of the crowd, and I'll put that picture up again. I took off the sideline right there. Seeing all of these things, seeing that crowd right there you're seeing on your screen, that's from the sideline at the about the 50-yard line, and I took that picture really fast. It felt like – it almost felt like it was uh, – you know, uh, the you know we're, we're playing like Northern Colorado or something. You know, that wasn't full, but it did feel it, it felt pretty awesome to be in that in that arena to have fifty thousand plus people at a spring game. I'd never seen anything like that in the swamp. Maybe when Urban Meyer did it, and they said there were sixty two thousand, but I didn't go to that game. Franz, well, here's the thing. I, you know, I, I I'll go back to one thing: the Gator Walk. Buddy, you and I and Brendan, you were there for the very when they first started doing that. Yep, we were. We were there to see it. I have never seen a more electric Gator Walk, and this was spring football. I mean, and and you know what made made the Gator Walk special? You watch first off seeing these ex players coming through, like Brandon Siler, like oh, right. Brandon, you just 
guys that were, you could tell, happy to be back, happy to feel like they're welcomed back. Then you watch Dan Mullen coming through the Gator Walk, and my gosh, he's like he's like the kid the kid that's been given uh, the key to the candy store and and told, okay, you can sneak in anytime you want and eat as much as you want. Happiest guy in the world. The assistant coaches watching them come through, like John Hevesy. Hev was. Hev was beyond himself. He was, you know, I, I've known Hev, and I knew him pretty well back when he was here. Hev was a happy guy. Uh, and watching some of these coaches who had never been here before, like Ron English and Charlton Warren, and they're sitting there saying, holy cow, what is this we've gotten into? And then here come the players. And the players are looking around, and you can see guys that have been here like Felipe Frank, guys who've been here for, and done this for two years, and they're looking around saying, this is different. And it was different. The, the whole atmosphere was different. And, and I give Dan Mullen just tremendous credit for selling this program. He has sold the excitement. He has, he has taken the plug, put it in the socket, and the electricity is on again. You know, the lights are on at Florida Field. What can I say? Um, and it carried over into the game. This was a fun day. And I, I, I give Mullen all the credit for it because he has indeed sold an idea that it's going to be fun and it's going to be great again. Let me mention just a couple of things here about some first. And there's several people said this, like David Soderquist, his first time he's ever there. Uh, um, I got the uh, pic. I got the picture up right now that Bubba posted of last year's crowd and this year's crowd. Right, and you see the great, great post by Bubba Ennis, by the way. Yeah, uh, of this year's crowd, last year's crowd. What what a massive difference! I mean, it 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 looked like it looked like pro day versus versus uh, versus uh, 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 the the spring day. I mean, totally a different experience. Sorry to interrupt you there. Brian Harris says, France, my wife's still talking about you asking me how I married so far out of my league. So you know, <laughs> Francis being his charming self there. Um, a lot of good comments by different people, but hey, I want to mention this. This, this two couple things. First of all, this great picture we saw of Mullen signed the, the back of one of our T-shirts. Great job by Lynn Tindall and his young, his young son, who names escapes me, Glenn, but I know he's a good young baseball player from Brunswick. And Lynn, of course, this was one of the superstars among others. But there were some new people who just joined. And I got this message today, and we're going to have a whole show about this, maybe a week, friends, later on as we get in the summer. And our and more and more, our, our, our Gator Nation Kingdom people are going to be with us on the air. But this is from my son, Bryant Duckett, brand-new member. And he had been a member four hours, and he posted this. Sitting here thinking about the game this past Saturday – it was my first time in the swamp, and the moment I stepped through the gates down those bleachers, chills started running through my body watching the entrance video. Listening to the fans getting behind our team, holding back tears of joy, hearing Gator Nation sing a national anthem was one truly one of the most memorable moments of my life. Proud to be a Gator, win, lose, or tie, I'll scream orange and blue until I die. Ooh, that's uh, good. Wow. Pretty good yeah. there. Thanks, Coville, by the way. I just posted your picture from the other side if you're checking yeah, so, out. Thanks, Coville. Uh, on the attendance matter, I, I, you know, I'm not good at this, I admit. But I did look at it in, in, a, in a really trained eye, and I've, been, I've seen a few crowds. If you, if you had to bet me, and make a wager, and we had to count everybody there uh, and said, all right, it's over under, and you, you've got a million dollars you're going to have to bet here. And you said, what is the crowd? I expected bigger. But I would have said, looking around and studying it for a minute, looking at the gaps, seeing how many people there weren't in the upper stands. I didn't, but I couldn't see the stands below me and from the press box. I didn't know how many were there. I would have said between 45 and 48,000. That would have been my guess. They announced, obviously, 53,015. And that's just a guess by their part. They don't know. They had no turnstiles. There's no way to but, count. There was no count. No. No one's clicking. But I'll ask. I'll, I'll ask. Bubba says over sixty. But I mean, I don't know, friends. You, you've been around a bit. You've seen a few things. You've seen crowds. Uh, uh, you probably saw it on TV. Whatever. What would be your guess at what you just what you saw there? Oh, I, I would say that they're fairly close to accurate there, and and that's because 
there were a lot of people who were hot and they were in the end zone concourses were absolutely packed. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of people. And this was a, this was a, a very more the more than just a football game. This was a social gathering of, Tom Schmitz and I made a made a walk through the stadium and so many people in crowds talking and and things like that, things that you don't see during a normal football game. Uh, you know, normally when there's a real football game going on, people who get out of their seats, they can't wait to get to the concession stand or the bathroom or whatever and get back. But you had an awful lot of people who are congregating together. I heard a lot of talk from people talking about saying, you know, wow, you know, this this is quite an experience and, and it's fun again. Um, I heard those two words spoken together probably if I heard them 500 times, if I heard them once, I heard them 5,000 times Saturday, you yeah. know, fun again. And, and I think a lot of people had fun again. Those of us who have been there and done that for years, right. Um, I, I, I personally, I was, I was, I was re, I, I felt energized. I, yeah. I guess that's the best way to say it is I felt energized. Yeah, I think that's a good word. And there were people there and I, I'm not going to mention everybody. There were several comments from our people that stuck with me. And I love the comment by Nat Blaylock, who said when we interviewed him on the show, uh, which I think about 17,000 people at Reese, as I recall, actually, I'm sorry, Brendan, our Facebook update which is what we have to call it, uh, is that he said something that resonated with me. I said he was so happy and so thrilled to be there. And, and, he's, and, and, and Nat said, it's like having a bunch of cousins you never met before and then seeing them. And I think that was just a, that was kind of how they feel about it. And so I think everybody had that feeling. So good stuff. Brendan, can we do the quick uh, Hightower commercial and come back and wrap? No, I right. I tied to put all the pictures down. You got to give me a second. All right, all right. I'll, I'll I'll talk to France a bit more. I'll say good night to him. We'll do it. France, uh, say good night to France. Baseball, the baseball. Obviously, you uh, I, I met as you know. I ran into to to burn the, the star pitcher um, for the, the the Gators at the hotel checking out, who had just uh, had two saves on the weekend. I thought at first someone told me his cousin says he saved both games. I thought he meant she meant both ends of the double letter. So wow. And you pointed out, no, he saved Friday night and second game of the doubleheader. But um, uh, he's quite the guy, nice young man, tall guy. Um, and got a chance to meet and had a picture made with him. Capped off a perfect weekend. So uh, update us on the baseball team. Obviously, they're ranked number one. They're, they're one, the three games of the weekend. Tell us about what you stand on that. They're number one in every single poll. They're 32-6. and six. They're 12-3. and three which is uh, two games better than anybody in the SEC. Um, they're heading for, for the SEC regular season championship. And as you know, buddy, in the SEC, the regular season championship, uh, with the exception of football, which uh, the, regular, the champion is the winner of the championship game. But, for example, in basketball, it's the winner of the regular season, uh, tennis, all the sports. It's the winner of the regular season. The Gators are well on their way toward winning uh, another SEC championship. Uh, most of the people who have seen them think they're probably better than they were last year. Um, hard to say. Last, You know, you had a guy like Alex Fado last year, but I think they've got better offense. J.J. Schwartz is playing great again. I mean, uh, that's good to see him hitting. And, of course, the, the picture we got up now is Michael Byrne, who's, uh, you can see, I'm I'm 6'6", six, six, as you know, and he's taller than me. Uh, but he's pretty good. And, by the way, I guys got cat. similar glasses, though. Yeah, but you know what else we were? We had in common. Both were walk-ons at the University of Florida Baseball. He had, I want to get his record and see what it is, but a relief pitcher doesn't have that good a record because that's not what his stuff. But I thought I'd add my one win to it and say, together we got this many wins, you know. <laughs> but he's a nice young man and wishing the best and uh, enjoyed meeting his yeah, whole family. 29 <laughs> career saves now, buddy. Right. Obviously number one. He was right. the, he was the, the, uh, first team All American relief pitcher last year, and he will be again this year. He's, yeah. um, it, it's amazing when you watch him. 
He he closed out the ball game Friday night. It's a three to one Florida win, and he closed that out with twelve pitches in an inning, and he struck out two batters. I mean, that's. I told him, Franz. I told him it was his twenty first birthday. I said we were yesterday. I was talking to Franz Beard at our tailgate, and all he could do was talk about what a terrific performance you had in the in the Friday night game. I said, so here you are in Living Flesh. He says, nice guy. So, all right, Francis, well, you, got, you got to wrap up. You got to wrap up in one sentence. We got to get out of here. Publish okay, I'll make calls. a long sentence. The softball team is is thirty seven and seven. The tennis team, men's tennis, will be the third seed at the SEC. Women's tennis will be the second seed. Um, all sports are going well for the University of Florida this year, and we've had a great, great end to spring football. I'm a happy camper. You should be. I think everybody is. So, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. A lot of good comments from our people tonight. We couldn't get to all of them. Thank you, Trans. Brenda, we have a lot of comments we couldn't get to. I wanted to be sure to mention Chris DeCubos' comment. Um, and he, he mentioned uh, earlier that the pregame was great. Uh, and he also uh, had a comment about uh, he liked the band sitting where they were. They could hear them really good, and uh, sometimes you have hear, trouble hearing them. So overall, I'd say he brought up the weather, as he said. All the things, Brendan, played uh, out perfectly almost. Everybody, the weather, the situation, it was just a wonderful weekend and a, and a memorable one. And some of our members, Richie Robinson is back out, going back on the old rig out there for 14 days. Uh, of our friends like David Sodaquist and David Baldoff and, and, and Joey McBrayer and the whole team, Renette, Laylock. Some of those people said, said it was the greatest weekend they've had. Jennifer says the greatest weekend she ever had. So this is what Gator football, Brendan, should be about when you envision the idea originally. When you got on that night and said, this, I've had it with these other groups. We want one sovereign Gator nation, right? Yeah. So we can be a guiding force for good, and I think that's what we're on our way to doing. Yeah, well, I I agree, and and Franz will agree too that that you know when the one thing that we had in '08 when we were in '09 when the, you know ten years ago was that the fan base wasn't as fractured as it seems to be now. We we had a lot of you know we were working for that other side that we don't talk about, and we were you know doing you know there were threads and there were but but you know tailgating was tailgating. Gators hung out. There was a sense of of, of camaraderie and pride with that, and and, and when we started. GNK Gator Nation Kingdom. It, it was to get to back to that because I felt that that had been lost somewhere along the way. We had gotten with let the trolls take over and 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 come in. So so that was the whole point of Gator Nation Kingdom because as a whole that that's not how Gator Nation Kingdom you know celebrates being fans of this team. So so that was the point of it. To, that tailgate was reminiscent of those days for me. And I think friends, you and I actually talked about that when we were there. Yeah, it, it was. It, it's it's getting back. I, you know, I think that this whole weekend was a was a, a first really large step toward getting Florida football back, getting an atmosphere back, getting a, you know, there used to be a feeling about it. I mean, you know, people, people feared the Gators. Remember when we went, buddy, I'm going to bring up, you remember when we went up to Knoxville? Oh. Was that me? Well, but I, I was there. Yeah, Brennan was the driver. Remember, we Brennan got we got Brennan was the driver. Stopped in Cleveland, Tennessee, 2008, <laughs> and people and people in the people in the the parking garage. We parked the car and we're walking to the stadium, and Tennessee fans walking up to us saying, "I hope you guys don't just kill us." I mean, <laughs> there was a remember that. There, I there do remember a, that. <laughs> people were just absolutely frightened. By the fact that we're getting, and it was almost like we could say boo and they would have jumped. Well, they were even scared of us, friends. That's what's funny. <laughs> a bunch of over the hill media guys, they were like they're intimidated. They said, We got to get us an Urban Meyer. That's what they were saying. This is Tennessee fans talking to us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people saying, people saying, you guys have got it going and we don't. Yeah. And, and, and to this, I think for a lot of people this weekend, was the first time since the urban years when they have really and truly felt like, okay, it's coming back. You know, I think Will Muschamp did the best he could in four years, but
But I, as we've talked about, I don't think Will was ready to be a head coach. Dan is ready to be a head coach. And better yet, he's ready to be the head coach of the Florida Gators. He is a Gator. Make no mistake about that. All right, Francis. Have a good night, buddy. Appreciate it very much. All you folks, uh, stay around. We're going to let's hear from Daniel Hightower. You can say good night and give us your favorite memory of the weekend as we're going out with Daniel Hightower. Don't forget tomorrow, Laura Rutherford will be joining us. And Wednesday night, we're going to be live again at World of Beer in Tioga. Come and see us there. Franz Beard may drop by again, but for sure, Brady and I will be there. And that's uh, our new headquarters. Had a great time there Saturday night. For those of you who missed the after party, it was really fun. And we'll do that again at one of the games. So, Brendan, you want to give us a little bit of Dan Hightower? Yeah, we'll, we'll, come back, on that? we'll come back and say goodbye. I'm not going to. Come back and say goodnight. You folks put your favorite memory up over the weekend. Yeah, we'll be back in just a second. Talk a few more things, show some more pictures. Daniel L. Hightower, PA lawyer, is a law firm that's committed to client service, legal excellence, treating clients with dignity and respect. Good afternoon, law office of Daniel Hightower. How may I help you? And ultimately, helping them recover a just result. We work with many clients who are injured, whether it's on the job, in a car accident, on another person's property. Good to see both of you. In the reception area, they they know you by name. When clients first come in to see me, one of my jobs is to earn their respect and trust. You're not a number, you're not just a, a random person. They, they knew my name and I was surprised by that. I want them to know who their lawyer is. I think it's important to make a human connection with each new client. They see me face to face, I see them face to face. The difference between Dan and a lot of other lawyers is he's very relatable. He establishes a rapport. He doesn't just come in and see things only from a legal trained mind. He, he sees the person, not just the case. All right, we're back, and uh, thanks for hanging on through the break there, um, back on the show. Uh, you know, buddy, I, I, it was nice to talk to Franz because Franz gives us such great perspective from, you know, being around Gainesville and the games and all of us had been through it. Um, it was a special day. I mean, to have that kind of a – for me, I, I will share my a couple of my favorite things. You know, oftentimes in situations like this, you're put – and we and I experienced this before being a part of GatorCountry.com and Threads. You're often, and this is something when you're a part of a group of people that you're that, that have a common, you know, interest. And you know, being a Gator fan, and you know, oftentimes you tailgate with friends and family, people you know. But when you join groups and things like this, you hang out with people you may not normally hang out with. You meet people you may not normally meet because you don't get out of your comfort zone. You say, we often, we pigeonhole this person that way or this person that way, or I wouldn't get along with them or whatever it may be because he drives this truck and wears this shirt and voted for this president and all sorts of bullshit, excuse exactly. my French, but it is past nine o'clock that we get into. And I think at the end of the day, what we experienced was a lot of people who hide behind their computer screens and play trolls behind these things, you know, and, and play, play, play big boys and girls and act like that they're something that they're not. Mm -hmm. That, that's the difference of what we experienced and when we started GNK. And it was near and dear to my heart to see something that I truly believe that I think that we should have done. To sit here and look at the bags under our eyes and what we do and make really not a lot of money to do it. To spend our time, money, and energy, all of us, not just Buddy and I, all of us, to be there. Everybody that helped out, everyone that put in the effort. Couldn't the, do enough to help. I mean, Everybody people staying till 3 o'clock in the morning to get the Internet. People, network people from the University of Florida, Chad Rich, staying, doing all the things just to get our show on the air. I mean, at one point, I want you to imagine this. The Gator Walk's going off on behind us. We have two full tents serving full food that are full of human being Gator fans sitting there partying, having a great time. You and Brady are on the air at the same time all this is going on, and we have people in the street signing up people for the GNK. I mean, Lynn just said you got my first hug, Brendan. I mean, truly. I mean, I'm not, this is, not, I'm not kidding. I mean, hung out with guys, 
Coville, all these guys. It was just an extraordinary experience, and it was neat to be a part of it. So that's all I have to say about it, and I can't look for it anymore. So. Well said, and, and, and I've been around lots of these kind of groups, believe me, over the years, lots of them. There is nothing like this anywhere, ever, in any sport that I know of. So it's it's really great. So, uh, so uh, David Soderquist, listen, David Soderquist just said, this reminds me of Tim Tebow's speech. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, all right, calm down. Fireball, 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 fireball. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Uh, I wanted to say one more thing tonight with one, uh, and I could go on accolades forever. And I know people are, who are not members are just getting and thinking, what is this all about? Is this all they do is gush? Well, sometimes we do. But this was said, and I had to send a couple more notes last night, again, to say thank you, because the extraordinary commitment people made, everybody. And I had I thought about Chad Rich, who was there at the wee hours of morning, uh, who just who did so much to help us at World of Beer, who had the people at, like you said, University of Florida. His friend Mike came and spent the day. He was out in the hot sun. They, and they never, ever, ever asked for anything. And, and, and couldn't have been happier the whole time. And I said one more time, thank you so much, Chad, for what you did. And he said, you know what? When it's something in me is in your heart, it's not like work. And that says it all. Well, I listen, think. Uh, let's, uh, with that, let's say good night to everybody. Good night to you, Dad. Have a good night, GNK. We'll hear from you more this week. Listen, just because the summer's around doesn't mean we'd have to stop here. Oh, we got stuff. We have stuff to talk them. about and lots Somebody of things. I made so. some comments about it yesterday about the summer. We know how to get you through the summer. We got all kinds of tricks and games and, and stuff we're going to talk about. We'll relive the swamp thing a million times. Get your memories ready. Some of you are going to be on the show. We got many, many things and great guests, by the way. So don't go away. On behalf of Brendan, my son, I love you. Love you too. Good night, Gator Nation Kingdom. Dilly dilly. Good night to people in the Buddy Martin Show. If you want to know more about it, join the Gator Nation Kingdom. Dilly dilly, everybody. And with that, we say.